0: Hey everybody, Evan here real quick before uh, I intro into Episode 5 of You Play We Don't with Andrew Weber. Just want to thank our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, your home for uh, MLS, USL, National Team Scarves, as well as scarves for your club or personal use. They even do some fundraiser work, roughneckscarves.com, as well as the Beautiful Game Network podcast, which we are always, always super proud to be a part of. At the BGNFM on Twitter, you can find the, uh, the interwebs there, bgn.fm. Um, real quick I say he didn't need an introduction in the uh, in the kind of intro to the podcast but I will give him one anyway talk to um, current UPSL sporting Arizona goalkeeper uh, Andrew Weber who's been all over the place spent most of his time with the Montreal impact and then by default the uh, trois Riviere attack um, sorry if my French is not great I don't know any of it that was cheating um was also with San Jose, the Seattle Sounders, Phoenix FC, uh won an MLS Cup with Portland Timbers in 2015. Um really great interview, super super nice guy, really down to earth. Um I will let the interview speak for itself. Um but real quick, definitely check out everything they're doing with the uh the Team USA 6v6. You can find those guys at Team USA 6v6 on Twitter. Um, terribly interesting um, all you need to know and, and we'll talk about it in the podcast but it's a it's a 6 aside world cup that's taking place in portugal in the end of september and uh, the u.s is a part of it so that's awesome news uh best of luck to andrew and the rest of the guys there um, anyway episode five you play we don't with andrew weber coming at you here um, take care and we'll talk to you soon would love to hear what you guys think about this one i think it's a it's a really interesting interview so talk later and uh, let us know how you feel about it at the usl show on twitter yeah, so um, joining me a man that needs well, <laughs> probably some introduction just because of when you were in the USL, but little to no introduction if uh, if if you do a quick Google search. Um, I suppose your your biggest accolade would be technically 2015 MLS Cup winner Andrew Weber.
1: Yeah, that was uh, we won the cup with the the Timbers, so it's was, it was great, man. Good good journey. It's great year.
0: And, and you've had quite the journey yourself um, throughout yeah. pretty much every facet of, of American soccer um, that you could think of, including, you know, currently, obviously, with, uh, with Sporting Arizona. Um, but I'd be remiss, as someone representing the USL show, to not ask you about your time in the USL. Um, mainly, I guess, you know... If you're paying a whole lot of attention to the league now and I mean other than night and day, what are some of the differences from your time back then to what we we have right now?
1: Uh you know, it's pretty you know, when I was in the USL, I mean, I don't think there was obviously the USL's grown, you know, it's grown in popularity, it's becoming a league of of league of choice. You can obviously see with some of the some of the players that are coming uh, coming back or, or leaving the leaving the you know the the MLS and coming down and playing it's an it's an avenue for both uh, young players and you know guys trying to to find themselves again to to play. Um, I think again it's grown. You see these stadiums popping up. You see new new teams coming in or rebranding. You know um, one you know one that looks you know one that I'm excited about is even the one here in, uh, in my hometown, you know, Phoenix Rising, you know, they're doing some big things and they're having a great season. So, um, it's, it's fun to watch, you know, and the cool thing about it is now it's even, it's even more available to watch on TV or on, or on your, on your computers or what whatnot. And, you know, Phoenix Rising, you can watch their games, uh, locally here on TV, which is really cool. Um, if you can't make the game. So, uh, across the league, you can see, you know, the USL is growing and, and the owners are committed, and, and, and it's great. It's great for soccer. It's great for uh, for things moving forward in the future as well.
0: For sure, yeah. I mean, especially for you, obviously, you know, a lot of people won't know you're, you're from the Southwest, an Arizona guy, and you played for, for Phoenix FC in a, in a little bit of a different iteration um, and then bounced around a little bit, ended up with, uh, with Montreal and, and that set up back there, and actually a, a friend of the show, um and a Quebecer himself, actually Tristan de um asked about your time at the at the impact and and with the attack um you know it's it's different now obviously because they have an academy, whereas back in in twenty you know thirteen and, and those years they didn't. Um, you know do they have, should they have a farm team? Do they need a farm team or are they are they okay? you know, without it. Is is the attack something that they tried and then obviously they tried it again with FC Montreal and didn't like it. Is that something that, you know, reflects your time there and that it was kind of a short lived thing and okay. I weren't super into it?
1: You know, I don't you know, obviously the impact's a great organization. They've come a long way. You know, again, another another owner who's who's committed to his team and to his, his city and and they've had some great players come through there. You know, I was fortunate to to be on a you know, great teams when I was there and play for play with some great players, you know, and and there's so much history there uh, with the impact. And, you know, I was I was there when the the stadium was being built and I got to play uh, inside that uh, Saad uh, you know, that first year that it opened. And and it was great. You know, I think I think it's difficult when you look at, um, you know, having, you know, they have the reserve teams, they have, uh, you know, I think in anywhere else, you know, everyone should be trying to either uh, set up, you know, that you want to have a a spot for your your guys who maybe aren't getting so many minutes, or some of your young guys to maybe develop quicker. So I think everyone is always looking for a way to do that, right? To keep everyone sharp, to always to always help move the team in the right direction, and and then start developing your own young talent and identifying young talent. I think the, the the problem you have. Uh, north of the border is that there's probably not a lot of teams to play. And I wouldn't know, you know, the smaller division leagues down there. I wouldn't know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if I'm sure the PDL, maybe, I don't know if it exists up there. I, I, I can't remember, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, I think anytime that any, you know, big team is looking to develop players, I think, yeah, they do need to have an academy and they do need to have uh, a position for their you know, either U nineteens or U twenty threes or your U sixteens, uh, to, to develop. And, you know, then, then there comes a time where they you know, you know, you see it over in Europe a lot where you've got a young player uh who dips in and out of the first team or maybe is a star. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for all of us to know any time you have a team or an organization that you're always trying to develop young talent and how can we have an avenue for that?
0: Yeah, and you know, I think Goalkeepers like yourself are in an interesting position, and I think now it might be a little better. Um, in my, you know, limited experience in in USL, you know, covering an MLS two side, where you know guys like John McCarthy and, and Jake McGuire will drop down, and you know they're very thankful to get minutes, um, because you know if that option wasn't there, if they didn't have a USL team, they'd be riding the bench for a whole year, and I know you know, a little bit about goalkeepers and it's that you guys are crazy and you like to play minutes. Um, So how much yeah. of, you know, seeing, thank you for just blindly agreeing. Um, How much of, of, you know, the opportunities now, especially maybe not so much just in USL, but in, you know, like you said, PDL or even, you know, UPSL or, or NPSL, how much is that affecting, I guess, goalkeepers in specific in terms of just the amount of, you know areas you're allowed to play because you know a lot of places unless you're the number one you're not seeing a, a ton of playing time.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's always a struggle, right? You know, and it's getting better and better as we move forward and as we try to like you have more teams, you have more options, um, and you know it, it's what's great about the goalkeeping musician is that we can last forever, right? Yeah. But there's also that also can be a problem too because for a young guy that might be up and coming, you've got an older veteran who's in who, who's playing and he's doing well you know, I've been a guy, you know, we haven't, when I played, there wasn't totally like, as many opportunities as possible. You know, you had to look for the, the loan deals and all that. And sometimes that didn't work. There was always whatever it may be that, whether the team didn't want you to go or the deal didn't work out. Um, but I think it's important that everyone, if they, if they decide to have a goalkeeper and they're in there and they decide that who their goalkeepers are, that they give them an avenue to play games. That's the most important. And I think, uh, it's, you know, when you are a number two, like I've been most of my career and had a a taste of being a number one, but never the undoubtedly number one. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult, you know, when you're not playing and then you get thrown right in there and you're like, okay, man, swim with the sharks. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, that's what makes these guys pros. And that's what makes some of these guys very good at what they do because that's what they're expected to do. Right. And that's why you go to training day in, day out, but nothing like game experience. And I think I, you know, what I was fortunate enough, even, you know, when Seattle brought me in uh, during that Phoenix, you know, that first year with Phoenix FC, I was playing, you know, and I had games and I felt comfortable with the speed of the game and everything else. So, you know, and, and when Seattle brought me back, when Hanneman and Disperning were hurt, it was a very, I mean, and I had a, you know, a relationship with the club already. It was very easy for me to step in and, and, and play at, at that level. Um and I felt even more comfortable because I have been playing. You know, I wasn't stepping in cold or wasn't sitting the bench for ten games straight where it may be. So, you know, through my experience I think, you know, it is very important, again, like you mentioned earlier, to have those avenues for young goalkeepers to develop.
0: And then is that something that that we maybe especially as media members who just you know don't have that kind of inside experience and And, you know, don't know. I think a lot of times we kind of underplay or even don't even talk about how hard you guys work to, you know, get shots with with clubs, uh, because we're very focused on looking at appearances and things, you know, Um, just taking your resume, for example, where it's, you know, you had what, I think, two appearances with Seattle and none with DC United, you know, what's what's kind of the inner workings as far as you go with maybe, you know, how important is it to have previous experience or even just contacts with other teams. So that way, you know, you're at least on the mind of, of some people or, or goalkeeper coaches at different organizations to get those shots. Well, I you think know,
1: it's, I mean, you look at it, you look at it, how I was brought, I mean, let's just take Portland, Portland Timbers, for example, or, or and even Seattle Sounders or, you know, in any way in, in shape or form, let's go back all the way back to San Jose. Mm-hmm. You know, the goalkeeper coach at San Jose at the time was a goalkeeper coach that I ran into when I was playing at university, of New Mexico you know, he came down and trained me for a year, you know, when he was sort of transitioning out of his pro years. Right. Mm. And so, you know, my time at Montreal, I had a great goalie coach there in Youssef. It was great. He, I mean, I learned a lot from him, you know, that was the guy that sort of brought me in and gave me my first shot, you know? And then, you know, shortly after my time at Montreal, you know, right after that season, you know, Jason Batty, the coach who, who ended up calling me, um, and said, "Hey, we've got a spot in San Jose. Back up in the league. Are you interested?" Yeah, and I think that you know that's because we built the relationship before, mm. you know, and he knew who I was and knew what I was capable of. And I think every coach that I've played for, at least goalie coach, has always, you know, I've always ran into, and they've always said, "Yeah, listen, be, you know, I like you. I know who you are." And and I think everyone forgets forgets that it's important, uh, you know, that the relationships that you build can sometimes sometimes go a long way, you know, mm. and, and the impression that you leave on some of these coaches can help you with the process of maybe getting your shot. You know, I mean, it, when I remember, you know, Mike Toshak, my last, you know, who, who was the goalie coach for me until Aiden Brown took over when he left. Um, you know, Mike Toshak was the goalkeeper coach for Vancouver Whitecaps. And after that season that I had with Montreal where Sutton got hurt, he was trying to trade for me. Mm. You know, he wanted me to come into Vancouver. Mm. And then, you know, and all of a sudden now when I'm, you know, 2000, you know, what is it, 2014 when, you know, uh, they need a goalkeeper need and he's like, you're available. Excellent. No problem. I'd love to have you, Mm. you know, like. um, So I think, you know, in that regard, it's it helps. And then, you know, to to touch your point, I think, yeah, sometimes people forget that it's there's one position for three very good, four very good guys, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not. If you're talking about shot stopping ability and and, and being able to play at that level, there's there's not a big difference in terms of athleticism or being able to make saves or anything like that. Now, when you get a veteran or an older guy, you know, you come in and you learn from it. And I think that's another thing that I've been I've loved about my career is that everyone that I've played with I've always learned something from and especially some of the older guys, you learn from them. Hmm. And then you push them and you try to take and, and I've been fortunate enough that every goalkeeper that I've trained with everyone that I've been under or played with or played in front of, like we've all had that same, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, we all want the same spot, right. But you know, you never know. You always just got to be sort of thankful for what you got and, and thankful that this is something I get to do for a living every day and keep moving, you know?
0: Sure. Um, and then real quick, before we touch on the uh, the six v six thing that you're uh, involved in, you know, I guess as a guy that's been there and as a guy that played in, in the league when it wasn't at what it is now um, you know, what would, what would you say to somebody? Cause I mean, it's, it's really cool for us because part of what we do is we're able to get new soccer fans into soccer. Um, and right. especially for, you know, Um, Myself and and Phil and and Kev and some of those guys who are, you know, two teams or, you know, him with St. Louis who haven't been in USL for a long period of time. What would you say to someone just getting into USL as a guy that was in the league before it really took off and, you know, maybe who experienced some of those growing pains? Like what are some of those takeaways and, you know, what's something that you really value from from that time or? or that you can look back at that league and say, wow, you know, they, they came through this or or they did this and this is why they're, you know, where they are now.
1: I think you always got to remember like why you're doing it, you know, like I enjoyed, I mean, from my days of playing in the league, you know, even in the USL, MLS, whatever it is, you know, it's come a long way, Mm -hmm. a long way. And, you know, and, 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 Without, you know, really going into this financially, sure. it's come a long way. Sure. You know, I played when you didn't get the money you get nowadays, hmm. you know, guys are getting paid a lot more money, stuff's becoming a lot more competitive, um, you know, so, you know, my, my advice for anyone coming in is go in hungry, be humble, and enjoy what you're doing, and try to learn as much as you can, hmm. you know, make good relationships, don't burn any bridges, and, and train hard. And don't think, you know, don't think about what if, you know, think about, you know, everything that's right in front of you, you know, grab it by the horns and and get after it. You know, like that's all you can do. And if you're in, if you are a guy that's in that spot on trial or listen, I went on trial three different times before I landed with DC, Mm. you know, like, and then, you know, it was, you know, because I believed in what I, when I, when, what I could do. You know, there's going to be so many people out there that are going to tell you, ah, no, ah, no, but you just got to persevere and keep keep pushing forward because there is going to be that organization that likes you, and there's going to be that team that likes you, that coach that likes you. Maybe you just didn't fit their program, you know, but that's all right because when you get to play them again, you're going to show them why you why you should have picked me, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I think just stay stay hungry. Stay focused, stay hungry, and work hard. Stay away from injury, right?
0: Yeah. Seriously. So. So yeah, the the team USA six v six. So so, uh, I mean you know walk us through. I mean it's it's the six v six World Cup. It's happening in in, in Lisbon in in Portugal. Um, it's the end of September. You guys take on Kazakhstan, Slovakia, and England in the group stage. Um, you know how how did this all start? You know what who approached you? How did how did this all come together? I know there's some Arizona connections in there somewhere um but yeah you know I, how how did you guys figure this out and get approached and, and get a spot down there
1: yeah i mean i wouldn't you know those are probably questions for <laughs> um you know our our guy who you know i would i guess consider our the the gm or owner of of our V 66 team or whatever his name's adam dowell i i wouldn't know you know i wouldn't know um exactly how it all started but um You know, when he finally knew that we were in and that we had a team and we were going to be representing the U.S., uh, he called me and said, hey, you know, how would you like to join the U.S. on a 6v6 tournament in Portugal at the end of September? You know, would you would you play in goal for us? And I'm like, yeah, you know, why not? You know, what an experience.
2: Sure.
1: You know, Um Again, I've never. I think this is the first year that it's ever happening. Um, so I don't know what to expect, but I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to 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 play uh, in in an arena like this. It's a little bit different because it's not 11v11; it is 6v6. And I think, you know, this will just be another uh, amazing memory in, in my in my career. You know, I think um, whatever this whatever, that I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be super competitive, and, and I want to go and definitely represent the U.S. and, and play as well as we can, you know?
0: Yeah, um, and, you know, the other name that sticks out in, in terms of the roster, obviously, you know, Robbie Finley, um, yep. former former men's national team, plays for Rio OKC. Um, what's the what's the dynamic, what's the chemistry for, for the guys in the group, especially because it's, a, you know, it's a closer quarters game and and just kind of the you know it's the first year this is happening it's it's kind of uncharted territory at least for for the u.s and you know how's that kind of developing and and what's that been like because it seems to be a a, you know a pretty quick process from here's our team to okay we're going to go play in in september
1: yeah i think it's a it's going to be a very quick sort of transition i think the more i think the more uh, time we have around each other, the better we're going to get. We also need to come in and play in tight quarters. I think, um, you know, it's not, it's not a 90, it's not a 120 by, you know, 80 yard field. So, um, you know, we've got to be no matter what, you still want to be in shape. You want to be able to run sprint. Um, so I think preparation wise, we need to be in shape, you know, for tight quarters. We need to be able to, to play, um, and, and be physically ready. um, you know, yeah, we do have some special, you know, Robbie's represented the, the U.S. in the World Cup. And so to have someone like that, you know, to to help us in this inaugural sort of first go around is is helpful. Right. Because he has experience um, on a bigger, on, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, obviously bigger stage and uh, but on the same you know, similar stage uh, um, is only going to help us guys that have never been there. You know, mm-hmm. so having someone that has been there, that has been in that mindset, is only going to help. Whole, you know, that it, and it definitely will help us throughout our training sessions and everything that we do. Um, you know, it's going to help having someone around that knows that knows what that feels like and knows how to prepare for
0: that. Sure, sure. And you know, what what is that training like? Just because you know you've been, I mean, as, as far as I know and as far as, as public record goes, eleven, eleven, your your whole career. Um, you know, what are some of those differences between full size and then going down the sixty six and, you know, even something where, is it harder to to scout forwards and figure out what the tendencies of some of these teams are, just given maybe, you know, the size yeah. of the teams and, you know, what's available to you in terms of film and everything.
1: Right, I don't think you have a ton of film on everyone playing <laughs> sixty six. right? I mean, like... I, oh, I,
0: I, I personally don't. If I did, it it I would will, offer, but... I, right, I, I, I mean, I you. think
1: if we could pull up film on six, we'd be everything. Every team would be sort of uh, more prepared, right? I mean, that's what you do throughout your whole career. You got, you got video throughout the week watching your opponent. And I think that's, that's sort of what's going to make this even more intriguing and more of an experience because no one really knows what to expect. You know Um, we can only go and sort of, implement our game plan we can't be like oh man they've got a great number nine right. you know like you can't like you can't really prepare for that you have to be it's you know it's all quarters tight quarters everyone's got to be dialed in and be willing to work hard mm-hmm. you know for the whole time you know whether that's however you decide to defend how you've got to you know all of us have experience of playing six v six at training all the time mm-hmm. um you know so you know is it you know i think everyone needs to realize that it's competitive you know like any other game that anytime you step over the lines no matter what line that is no matter what career you're in and in for instance now we're playing you know soccer that when you step over that line it's game on it's time to win you know so um i think that's that's all we can really say you know like you said we can't really go out and watch film i can't i can't go and say oh man this player he's he's crafty he's no i've just got we've got to – We've got to react, and then we've got to try and implement our style and try to get our guys to score goals and then defend the net because shots can be taken from <laughs> anywhere. You, you might know? score
0: a couple, right? If you know, on 11 v. 11, 11 no guys yeah. shooting. Yeah, I might I might shoot. <laughs> might throw it in the net, right? I don't know yeah, if yeah.
1: that's legal or not. I don't know the <laughs> rules. Mm, maybe, yeah.
0: another <laughs> Another hurdle you forget have it, to it, get through is, holy hey, if I throw this know. Forget hole. the other five. Let's get the keeper. Yeah. Right? Why not? Right? Yeah. There you go. I, I mean
1: no, you can't throw it in, can you? That's that can't be a thing. No, I don't know. I, no, I doubt I mean, I'm not time, gonna, right? I not looking to play.
0: You know, I'm Fair not enough. I'm not a forward. My job
1: is to keep the net the ball out of the net. You know? And it's different now. I'm not hitting a sixty yard ball down the field. I've got mm-hmm. to look for a smaller pass or a different lane. So even myself I gotta change the way that I sort of think about how I view the field and mm-hmm. it's it's fun, but and it you know, you've gotta remember turning around and saying, Okay, smaller pitch, different approach
0: right yeah andrew it's it's been a pleasure let me ask you one quick question then i'll let you you plug whatever you'd like and then we can get out of here you've been around the league for you've been around every league for a while um who's who's maybe the the best out and out player you've seen and then who's a guy that you never really thought got enough credit besides andrew weber i suppose
1: I mean, listen, if I could single out one guy that never got enough credit, you know, we could go down a huge list. I sure, think there's sure. a bunch of guys out there that fly under the radar, you know, that that do so well. So, for me to try and single out one guy would be, I think, doing a disservice to everyone out there, trying hard. Sure, you sure. know, I think there's so many guys out there that don't, that maybe don't get their chance, you know, and mm-hmm. and that's unfortunate, you know, and I, you know, again, it's just keep going and keep doing, you know, like, and, you know, there's and And again, doing a disservice to so many guys that I've played with, sure. you know, like sure. I have respect for everyone that I've played with, everyone I've stepped on the field with. Mm. Um, you, there's so many different walks of life, and there's so many different guys who carry themselves professionally, and I've learned so much from, you know, I mean, I have so much respect for some of these guys and some of the walks of life that they have mm. um, to go out and do what they do. you know, you've got so many different stories and. You know, I mean, one of, you know, it, I could tell you a story about every single team that I've been in, the guy sure. that's been, through, you don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to look like, you know, like, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard of the story of Ozzy Alonso. Mm-hmm. you know, like yep. what a, what a crazy, what a great story that is for someone who came over and did it and made it and was able to help his family out. You know, those mm-hmm. are amazing stories. You know, um, there's so many guys out there and so many players out there that have such A good story behind them so for me to single someone out would be very difficult but i i've I've been very fortunate to play with some very top players and some very top gentlemen and and organizations and uh, it'll always be something i'll always cherish you know when i decide to hang it up
0: fair enough uh my friend where can people find you on twitter or if you have any social media plugs you'd like to get in feel free
1: yeah i mean if you want to follow me on on twitter it's at Aweber 13 or A Webs 13. I can't even remember what it is. I've <laughs> looked at Twitter in so long, you know, you look at social media and then you're like, and then, you know, my Instagram is out there. Um, I think it's A Webs 33 or whatever. I, I guess it's whatever, but, um, I'm not really, you know, I'm one of those guys that's not really big on social media. Fair enough. Um, but you know, I, I try to just, you know, I, I have it, but I'm not big on it. So
0: Andrew, it has been uh, it has been a pleasure. Appreciate the time, and uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me bother you for about a half hour.
1: Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's been a pleasure as well. Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time as well to speak with me. I, I appreciate it.
0: Not a problem, brother. Take care.
1: All right. Have a good one.